everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hi, everyone. And John. How's it going? What did the blanket say as it fell off the bed? Oh, sheet. Well, we have a product that comes from a long line of blanket-inspired comfiness. In fact, it's quite original. But before we help you go from tater to tot, here's an ad to put you at ease. There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new Service Hub from HubSpot. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Today in the tank, we have the original Comfy. Now, the original Comfy comes to us from Brian and Michael Special. So yes, folks, these are the Special Brothers, and they are asking for $50,000 for 20% in their business, which is a $250,000 valuation. And their product is the original Comfy, which is a reversible hoodie blanket mix. So it's a blanket that's essentially a sweatshirt. It's a wearable blanket. I don't know how else to explain it. How would you say it? It's a giant oversized sweatshirt sure. made out of blanket material. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's a giant oversized hoodie it's comfy, made out of blanket you know. No, it's more than just that. It is a warm hug on a frost-laden window winter morning. It is marketing the who? best. <laughs> I am all for comfy. Let's unpack that, It makes that, you Ariel. look like uh, you're Grimace uh, if Grimace was gray, not purple. Yes. It's true. So why do you love this so much, Ariel? Is it because it's called Comfy? Is it the branding? Like, why are you all in on this? So I own a Comfy mm. and what a game changer oh. it has been. In it's, the wild. it's currently in the washing machine. <laughs> I was like going to try to wash it before this and wear it for this episode. But it is one of the most just comfortable Comfy. pieces of clothing. It's still durable in terms of like, I can throw it into the washing machine and the Sherpa doesn't get like all like matted and gross. Like it stays like pretty, pretty warm and fluffy on the inside. I love it being a shorter person because I can sit down and put myself into like a little like nutshell so I can like cover my legs and my knees at the same time while wearing it, which is amazing. And I don't know, just waking up in the morning, I'm just in a better mood when it's like cold outside just to wear my blanket with you because who wants to walk around with their shawl or their blanket and you're making coffee and like it's fallen all over the place. Like wouldn't want a robe or anything. Robes are so 1950s, let's be honest. You are buying the wrong robes, but okay. I I respect that. I know, I know. There are some very comfortable robes out there, but. I hate this product so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate how big it is. I don't know where I'd store it. If I folded it up, it would be like gigantic. You I don't hang know. it on a still. hanger like a normal person. I don't hang my sweatshirts. Come on. It's like a jacket, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's an indoor jacket. It's ugly. It's horrible. And I would give them all of my money because I believe <laughs> that they will sell millions of them because <laughs> this is just so on trend for what Americans want and need to wear. It's like it's unbelievable. It's so dumb, it's smart. It's and so it's dumb, annoying. it's smart. I see people walking around. My only criticism is that it wasn't uglier. I think if it had been uglier, I probably would have said I'd put even more money in. John, they have different patterns. I own a yep. red flannel one so I can live my best like Minnesota Paul Bunyan like yeah. life. you lumberjack. Yeah. 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 And I love the brand name. Like, it's in the name. Yeah, it's in the name. You know exactly what it is. 
I like the little panda bear mascot. I think it's really cute. It feels unbearably soft or unbearably warm. Oh. Maybe that was like That's the angle it. they were going for, but I love everything about it. So the product's good, but let's talk about the business. So it's interesting because this is one of the products that actually came to the Shark Tank before it had hit the market, right? So our founders are really straightforward about like, you know, they've got no sales yet. They're mm-hmm. planning to retail it for $39.99, which compared to the other elephant in the room, that is the Snuggie, is actually kind of expensive, right? Like they mentioned that the Snuggie goes for like $19.95 as of the episode. But given that the cost to make is like, $13.17 landed. Uh, maybe that makes more sense. But what was your impression on like just those initial numbers and the fact that they didn't even have a website as of pitching this to the sharks? Well, it's okay to come into the shark tank and ask for investment with no actual product yet. You just have to value yourself appropriately. Mm. And I think they actually did that, right? They asked for $50,000 for 20% of the business, which is basically like a $250,000 valuation, which is basically just like it's like seed money. It's like who like we have no idea if this is going to be worth something or not. This is just literally speculative. And if it's really successful, you're going to make a ton of money, sharks, because you have 20 percent of the business. And if it's not, ah, you lost 50K. Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like they actually priced appropriately for the uh, level of like product and progress they actually had. I think with this product in particular, the TAM is so huge. Like mm-hmm. it, literally anyone you know could utilize this product. Except me. Except John. Uh, except John. Literally everyone John. you know, <laughs> except me. Okay, so that is actually exactly the point I was going to make. There's no differentiation. <laughs> They're like, there's a hood to it and it's reversible. But is that really that different from a Snuggie? And if there's no product differentiator besides your marketing, like how are you standing out even if the TAM is so huge? It's reversible. The Snuggie hangs just on your arms and it's basically a one-sided blanket that you have to hold up against your neck that keeps it's falling down. It's a backwards down. robe. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> I think being a hoodie is a game changer actually for okay. its potential. I think if it was just like a Snuggie knockoff, I'd be pretty worried about it. Okay. I don't think people care. I think they're always looking for the next stupid, comfy, dumb, thing. ugly thing to buy. Okay. So you've just been hired at the marketing department of Comfy. You don't know what your cost per acquisition for customers are. How are you actually starting to develop a brand strong enough to take on a life of its own? So I think it's a delicate mix between storytelling and how are you positioning your value props? Mm -hmm. Because obviously the Snuggie left a underserved need within the market that Comfy was primed and posed to kind of serve that need for audiences. So I think it's a mixture of telling more, showcasing the product, like leaning into how versatile it is, take it to football games, like bring it to hockey games, have it at home. But there's also that piece of like the fun branding elements. So maybe the commercials Mm -hmm. are set like in an illustrated world and like you have a cute little panda that's like cold and shivering and then you have one with the comfy on something fun and playful like that but then also still informing your audience kind of what your product is because I feel like oftentimes brands will go straight into storytelling mode mm-hmm. and so many times audiences are like hey actually what is this like this is a really great app but I don't know what this is and it has to be a delicate balance of both I don't know. I think it kind of sells itself, honestly. It's comfy. It's comfy. (laughs) You're like, give it to some influencers, do some ads. I think you probably got to get it on TV. It's got a great brand. Comfy, comfy, comfy. (laughs) The original. I'm not sure that was a marketing plan. I don't know if I would have gotten hired at Comfy, but that's my idea. Just say comfy a lot. (laughs) Just John's voice, comfy. Comfy, comfy. Comfy. Oh my gosh. Is it it repetitive torture or is it advertising? Who knows? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe all of the above. (laughs) Shh, comfy. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Oh, no, 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 no. ASMR John Dick edition. I love it. It's great. (laughs) They are sort of a blank slate here, Mm -hmm. right? They don't have anything that is like a foundational element of the company in terms of their marketing or honestly, even their sales yet. So maybe that's why the Sharks were kind of into it because they don't have anything and they can build up from the ground together, which I think does make an advantageous Shark Tank deal because the Sharks can be involved with every decision mm-hmm. from the get-go. That's exactly right. You take a big stake of the company and tell them exactly how to get distribution on it. I bet Barbara's just got a team of people who just do this all day and they'll just figure it out and they'll all yell comfy a lot and everybody will wear comfies comfy, and comfy. they'll sell a lot of like comfies. Oprah. For every comfy <laughs> sold, John will say comfy, comfy, comfy. Shh. <laughs> Comfy. <laughs> I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Actually, straight on to the point. So Rob and Barbara were the ones that were like really into this product. Ultimately, though, after a little bit of a bidding war, Barbara sealed the deal for that $50,000 for 30% stake in the company. So definitely is going to be part of those decision makings right out the gate. So yeah, the comfy got comfortable with a Shark Tank deal. So this episode was in 2017. So naturally, I have to ask, what do you think about the comfy? Do you think it's still a business? Ariel has one, so I assume. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler, Ariel. I mean, yeah, of course they're a company. This thing is going to sell a crap ton. Well, yes. As Ariel's purchase previously has mentioned, they are very much still a company. And in fact, after airing, they sold out of all of their inventory within 24 hours. So after sealing the deal with Barbara, Comfy got comfortable with sales. So they sold out of all of their inventory within 24 hours. Nice. They have since done licensing deals with Marvel and Disney. So to answer your question, John, yeah, they probably got a little bit more ugly. Comfy, comfy, comfy. And in 2021, Michael bought out Brian and Barbara's shares. So one of the brothers kind of went in and was like, this is my business now. Annually, they bring in $15 million in sales. And as of 2022, lifetime sales are over 400 million. Wow. Did you know it was a Shark Tank product before you bought it, Ariel? Like, how did you actually encounter this in the wild? So one of my friends who is a single dad is into like comfies and would wear it to go check his mail and stuff. So that is the audience, John. You'd be surprised. A lot of dads around your age group are like into this. John's got a big grin on his face. (laughs) You you have to try. I know it's like weird and bulky and heavy, but it's such a game changer. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like in love and obsessed with this. So they bought one for me, but I've never seen the episode until mm-hmm. now. So it's kind of cool to see full yeah, the full circle of like how they've got to be so successful. Now, tonight, when you're sitting in your comfy, you can just look out over this experience. Full circle. Shh, comfy. Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite. <laughs>